You are tuned in with Reverend and Goodwill Ambassador Art Wilson. We started laying hands on people and the Spirit of God flooded into that place and God did incredible things. Each week, you are invited behind the scenes to be a part of exclusive and unique topics about world news, biblical finds, and religious events. Here's your host, Art Wilson. Amen. So, let's pray. Let's ask the Lord to help us. Lord, we love you. We worship you tonight. And we ask for your anointing on our minds. Everybody online, help us pray. We ask for your help and that there will be a fresh appreciation tonight in the name of Jesus for the word of God and for the kingdom of God. Amen, amen, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Now, I believe we've covered this before in our reading, but I still feel a burden to go over it from my perspective. So I think we've probably covered this before. I'm sure we've covered it this year a few times, but I want to go in a different direction as we read tonight. Is my mic set okay, Brother Johnson? So everybody can hear me okay? All right, all right. I'm going to read tonight out of the book of Galatians chapter 1. And we're going to do the New Living Translation, but I want to try and get to chapter 2. That's really what I want to get to, but I couldn't get to chapter 2 without really going through chapter 1 or we will kind of be lost tonight. Okay, so Galatians 1. The book of Galatians is an important book. It is a very strategic book in the Bible. Paul wrote this letter. He wrote this small document, this small book to Galatia to try and help them stay grounded and to gain an appreciation for what God has done in their life. Every once in a while, every one of us should reflect on the salvation process that happened in our life. Can you remember when you got baptized in Jesus' name? You remember exactly what happened, when it happened? Amen. Can you remember that first time that you actually received the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the Bible evidence of speaking in tongues? How many can remember it? Just wave your hand. I want you to know when you receive the Holy Ghost, it, is, it has such an impact on your life that I can talk with someone in their 80s and they can still go back to the time, the place, the day, and they can recite the entire experience as if it had happened that yesterday. That's the impression that the Holy Ghost has on us. When you receive the Holy Ghost, you have truly received something from God. You've been born again of the Spirit. And I want you to know we need to have an appreciation for what God has done in our lives. Sometimes you need to remember where God brought you from. If, if you can come to church, <laughs> I got to read, don't I? If you can come to church, get through the singing, 
get through and manage to make it through the, the exhortations and the announcements and the testimonies. And then they bring another song at you. You can make it through that too. And then get through a message from God and not worship. You need a new fresh appreciation for the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Well, glory, you get, you get absolutely no points sitting through church doing nothing. You get no respect. There are no accolades. Matter of fact, somebody needs to ask you if you're feeling all right. <laughs> because there is absolutely no way an apostolic baptized in Jesus' name Holy Ghost field. There is no way you can get through a time like this and not praising. The devil can't do that much to stop you. Amen. And the reason why I wanted to build that foundation is because that is what the book of Galatians chapter 1 is all about Paul is blown away by the excitement by the mediocrity by the dismissal of what God has done for these people so when we get to chapter 1, um, let's read verse number 1. I, I just love this, and, and I know we, we know this, but we just need to read it. Amen. This letter is from Paul, an apostle. I was not appointed by any group of people or any human authority, but by Jesus Christ himself. And by God the Father who raised Jesus from the dead. All the brothers and sisters here join me in sending this letter to the churches of Galatia. May God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. Jesus gave his life for our sins. That's, that's a reason all by itself to praise the Lord amen that is a reason all by itself just as God our father planned in order to rescue us from this evil world in which we live we do have a rescue plan there's only one way. There's only one rescue plan. It's Jesus. Do you feel that way in 2022 with all the inclusion and coexistence and tolerance and now, everybody, I know they're watching me online and they're going to share this everywhere they can, but I'm going to say it anyway. 
It is God's will for us to coexist in peace. But it is not God's will for us to minimize the fact that there is only one way to God. Somebody say one. So he goes into this and Paul is actually on purpose. He's being very exclusive. He's eliminating human reasoning. He's eliminating any competition or debate about who saved us. Because he's getting ready to address a group of people that although they got saved, they aren't sure. And I, I, before anybody thinks about just sticking up your nose and saying those goofballs in Galatia, we have a horrible problem with that today. I'm worried about our next generation because I'm worried about some of the conversations I'm hearing about where young people are trying to blend in with stuff. You can't blend in with stuff. You are exclusive and set apart. So isn't this interesting? So Paul is actually building, see, he's a very, very smart, he's a genius, and he's actually building his argument. He's starting with the fact that it's Jesus, folks, who gave his life for our sins. And then he goes into this and he says, um, he starts talking about in verse number four uh, that it was the, the purpose of his coming and dying and saving us was to save us from this evil world in which we live. Can I reiterate what he's saying? The world is evil. <laughs> if you love it too much, something's wrong. Your Bible tells you the world is evil. And then he said, all glory to God forever and ever. Amen. He put a seal on it to let you know we have to have a certain mindset. And we have to have a certain understanding as we start getting into this. And he's not talking to sinners. He's talking to the church. He's talking to the church. We got to have a certain mindset. We got to realize how evil this world is and how anti-Christ it is. Our world is building stronger and stronger on a foundation of total anti-Christ systems. Amen. It's getting even into cartoons. You don't think it's agenda? They got another, they got a new cartoon. What's it called? Demon or the kids? Are, what's it called? Demon what? Little demon. They got, y'all got throwing about 10 of them at me. I didn't know it was that many. What is the purpose of that? What kind of benefit would that be? Except the world is doing exactly what the Bible said it was. It's being evil. 
So now we get into verse number six, and Paul says, I am shocked. Everybody say, Paul was shocked. Paul was shocked. I am shocked that you are turning away so soon from God. Now, the time frame in this is what's concerning. He said it was very quick. You got saved, and not many days after that, you turned away. That's why I said what I said in the beginning of how many remember the experience you had in salvation. How can you turn away from something like this? So, so Paul says, I am shocked that you are turning away so soon from God who called you to himself through the loving mercy of Christ. You are following a different way. Now, this is important. This is important because this is where we are in 2022. He says, you are following a different way that pretends to be the good news. There it is. You see, we don't worry as much about a fight with a devil. Because a devil is a devil is a devil. You fight him, you know who he is. Somebody had this experience, oh, I was under demonic attack. Well, I called on the name of Jesus. Hey! But then... What we really need to be concerned about is something that doesn't look like a devil, but actually is a devil. There's nothing more demonic. Everybody listening? There's nothing more demonic than false doctrine. Feel like I've uh, I feel like I've got a devil by the tail here tonight. Maybe I ought to chase that rabbit. But oh Lord, help me! I'm fixing to mess up a good meeting. Now this is very interesting because Paul says you have literally started following a different way that is pretending to be the truth. So they got saved in the apostolic church and then they thought something like this, does it really take all of that? The church down the road seems a little easier. But the problem with that is there's only one church. So we get into this and Paul says, um, verse number seven, but it is not the good news at all. You are being fooled by those who deliberately twist the truth concerning Christ. You know, 
that happens. And I want to speak to those who've been in this a long time. We all know and we're aware that if you give any amount of study to scripture, it's almost impossible to end up in false doctrine. And y'all know who I am. I've sat down and talked to global leaders in religious worlds everywhere. And there is an unspoken conversation, unspoken truth. When you're looking at somebody and they're a doctor or a PhD in religion and they don't know how many gods there are. Or they don't know that Jesus' name is important. But then you go up to a five-year-old who just got the Holy Ghost. Oh, Jesus. And they know how to pray in the name of Jesus. You see, Paul called it out. It's not an accident. It's deliberate. There are wolves in sheep's clothing. There, I don't understand it. But there are people, the Bible says, in other places that they get into positions of religious leadership, but they have itching ears. They're looking at you and they want you happy more than they want you saved. What kind of person would you be if your parents always wanted you happy? I didn't think my mama ever wanted me happy. She did everything I wanted to do, I couldn't do. But you know what she wanted? She wanted me right. Woo! I felt the Holy Ghost. I felt the Holy Ghost right there. God wants you saved. There are people deliberately, they only care about how happy you are and that you are in allegiance to the foolishness that's going on there. But really, somebody please tell me the truth. I'm not coming to church to be lied to. Tell me the truth and let me work it out. It may take me a week to let it settle in because I didn't know Jesus had that for me. But let me hear the truth. Don't lie to me when I came here to hear the word of God. But Paul said they are deliberately twisting the truth concerning Christ. Now, this is what the, this is what the Bible says in verse number eight. Let God's curse fall on anyone so here's the problem this is spoken by one of the apostles of God so as we know their words never hit the ground but they accomplished that which they were sent to accomplish so when he says somebody that is deliberately lying to God's people let them be cursed, they're still cursed. Let God's curse fall 
on anyone. And listen to this selfless, humble statement by Paul, including us. Or even an angel from heaven who preaches a different kind of good news than the one we preach to you. Verse number eight is deep. Paul said literally, anybody who's lying on God, let them be cursed. Then he said, if I come back and tell you I got a different message, let God's curse fall on me. Then he said, if an angel shows up in splendor and white, shining glory and says, I got a new message, close the door. He's cursed. He's cursed. He's cursed. What's really funny is most of your modern day religions that have been created in the last 200 years, an angel showed up and told them about it. Isn't that interesting? Why didn't they read Galatians 1 and shut the door on that angel? <laughs> do I have a divided house or do I, got, do I have a... I'm just... In, I'm just Bless you, Deacon. This is so important and this is so exclusive that there's a twofold revelation here. One is you should never be able to get it wrong because there's only one way to God. He made it easy. He didn't make it complicated. It's right there in scripture. Very simple. Peter said, well, I mean, they asked him, how do we be saved? Well, uh, repent, be baptized, every one of you. How many is that? Does it need a Greek interpretation? And then he told you how to do it. Do it in the name of Jesus. Well, I'd rather do it in Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Yeah, that's the name of Jesus. <laughs> then you get the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues. That's the only way you can get it. That's what Acts 10, 44 through 46 told us. Got to get it the same way they got it in Acts 2. So it, it's just so simple. It's so simple. But what people have a problem with is everything that Peter mentioned requires humility. So when people do not want to humble themselves, they will not receive the Holy Ghost. Somebody said, well, they don't want to worship. Oh, really? When they go to McDonald's and play the Monopoly game and scratch off that fry and they say a million dollars, they're going to run up and, all them, run up and down all them streets worshiping. But they can't worship because their name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. I don't know. Everybody's emotional, folks. Don't let somebody tell you that. Everybody's emotional. Don't let somebody tell you that. Oh, I just, I just, no, you just ain't in love with him yet like you're supposed to be. Because when you get in love with Jesus, somebody said it's like fire. 
Amen. I don't, I don't think I'm going to get to chapter two. So tell, them, tell the people that we probably won't need that. Amen. So he gets to this and he literally pronounces a curse on the, those that lie about the doctrine. He did not exclude himself or any of the other apostles. He said, we, we, even us, we can't change this. Now, of course, it's deeper because we're talking about a testament. There has only been two of them. There, there is not three of them. There is an Old Testament and there is a New Testament. The Old Testament testator was Moses. The New Testament testator is Jesus. Once Jesus set it in stone, it continued. It continues. So it cannot be changed. Then he says this. I really like verse number nine because you may think it's redundant, but he's trying to emphasize his point. He says in verse number nine, I say again what we have said before. If anyone preaches any other good news than the one you welcomed, let that person be Cursed. You can't change the truth. It cannot be changed. It is a rock. Your buddies can't give you an alternative in school. If you, if you feel that way, that means that I'm lost. Well, you don't have to be lost. You can come get saved. But that's just so harsh. Actually, it's good news. What are you talking about? And we have got to stand on this because we are those that have been blessed with the truth. And we can't let the spirit of this world dilute that in any way because somebody may feel a certain way about the truth. We don't have the power to change the truth. Tell in school, you just tell them, I don't have the power to give you what you're looking for. Don't have it. I'm a recipient of salvation myself. Amen. So we get into this and um, we got time for a couple more verses. <laughs> He goes into this and he says in verse number 10, obviously, I'm not trying. Is everybody ready? We got to get this. Obviously, I'm not trying to win the approval of people. There it is. I would love to... Uh, make friends and influence people. I would love to have a bunch of friends and folks that love me. I really would love that. But really, uh, you got to tell the truth. And you, you got to tell the truth. Now, all the young people look at me real close. Don't let anybody have that much power over you. That they can literally take your ticket to heaven from you. Don't give anybody that much power where they can take your truth, your ticket to heaven 
from you. Amen. He says, I'm obviously not trying to win the approval of people, but of God. Somebody, somebody said somewhere in scripture, I want to hear him say, well done. Amen. Amen. I want to hear him say, well done. Praise God, thou good and faithful servant. So we want to hear. He says, I am ple if pleasing people were my goal, I would not be Christ's servant. Wow. Lord, help us tonight. I had so much more I wanted to read. But we need this. In this hour, we need this. We need this. Our young people need this. We need to understand the starting point. The starting point in this is that we are ever so blessed. We are ever so blessed and highly favored of God that we literally, we literally know the plan of salvation. We literally know and, and, and let me just throw this in for free. There is no sacrifice too great. There is no price too high for what I'm talking about. And I don't want you to be bribed into salvation. What time is it, Ryan? My clock says... <laughs> I don't want you to feel bribed into serving God. That would be such a, 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 a minimization of what you have. It would be such, a, would be such a, an embarrassing thing that you literally were bribed here. I want you to love him with all your heart. I don't want you to think about heaven because the streets are gold. Although it's a plus. <laughs> but I don't want you to be walking around thinking, I can't wait to mansions on high and rivers of living water and all. All of that is a plus. And eternity is eternal. I want you to just think about the simple fact of I love him enough. He loves me enough. He gave everything for me and I'm prepared to do whatever it takes, whatever I need to do, however I need to live to make sure I can be with the Lord for all time. Stand with me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We're getting to the point where when 
you start teaching about the plan of salvation, people consider it a revelation. The basics are becoming revelation because there is such a watering down of truth in our world and it's all really it's all an agenda it's all an agenda but I want you to know tonight without a shadow of a doubt we're in the truth and we're going to stay in the truth we appreciate you tuning in and invite you to review this podcast and share this episode on social media to help spread the good word.